When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. It's Golden Spaces. We're back. It's an Odyssey original podcast with Natalie and Justin. I've been trying to get Justin to tell me about his hot date and he still won't. So I need to tell you Justin. I went to a birthday party. Okay. All right, he's not going to share. So anyway, let's get back to the business of basketball. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so um, let's start with um, Jordan Poole, if you don't mind, because Jordan had an interesting game, right? Like, wasn't very efficient shooting. Um, not for three at least. Huh? Not for, not for three, three at least. And it felt like he would do one thing and then he became obsessed with it. So first it was like, okay, he just kept shooting threes. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I need you to calm down. That <laughs> was the fucking floater. It was just like, all right, I'm going to keep shooting this. And I'm right, like, right. like, what is going on? Just like, I was confused. Like, I didn't know what I was watching. And like, the thing is, Jordan is a player I feel like who's just going to always like kind of frustrate me a little bit because it's like he can make some really tough shots. Like he's a tough shot maker, but he also does some like bizarre things on the court. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is this going to change with experience or is this just going to be the player who you're going to be? I don't know. So, but I don't think like it's it's like he had like what, like 20 something points last night. But I don't know that I would call that a good game, but we needed what he gave us. And he did good things on the court. But I wouldn't say that was like, a, certainly wasn't a great game. You know, like mm-hmm. if that, I'd say that was like a B, B minus game maybe. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Am I being too hard on him? Um, not not exactly. I definitely think it was more like a B game. If he had made two or three more threes, it would probably be like an A plus. I think the shots that he was taking were good shots. Um, <laughs> it was It were the shots that, he was like being given and he's the type of player like he's cut he is were cut they from good shots? are you telling me I the think, truth they were good I shots the most, i think for the most part they were good shots for him okay you know what i mean like his, it's one of those things where like he is one of those steph clay disciples where like he has inherited their shot selection as well but he's, he's not, not a, quite good at it yeah, he's yeah he's not quite as obviously accurate as a, of a marksman as they are, even though he is better than he's shown this season. I think his, once his shot actually gets in rhythm, um, he'll be a lot better, but he's still a young player. I think he does have time to refine his skills as a shooter to get a little bit closer to that level. Obviously their level is just way and beyond. Is he going to get past that? Um, I think at some point. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a part of his game, though, right? Like, 
it's the same thing with Clay. Like, you're just like, oh, Clay, that was a terrible shot. Oh, it goes in? Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things, like, he's going to over-dribble sometimes, and he's going to shake somebody out their shoes, and then he's going to over-dribble, like, a, t- a few times, and nothing happens. So you kind of got to live with it. You want it to be tempered down a little bit more, but it, it's 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 a part of the, the package, I think. Um, so... Oh, for the most part, I, I think he had a he had a pretty good game. He just the shot making has to get better, and I think it will. Um, he's somewhere in between now and to finish last season, where he was shooting like forty five percent from three or something crazy. Like he's somewhere in between those two. I feel like um, he can definitely be high thirties. Yeah, he's been high thirties. I think he was high thirties last year. He's probably about mid thirties, but I think his. But I mean, best- is that what you think he's ultimately going to be in his career? Like a high thirties guy? Yeah, I think he's high thirties. Uh, he'll have some games where, like like last night, where he's like, what, one for nine from three or something? And he'll have games where he's like seven for nine. Like, so it's just, the it's a high variance play style. Same thing with Steph, same thing with Clay. They're just, Steph in particular, just an unreal, a marksman that we've never seen before. So he makes a high variance game look like it's, you know, common, you know, it's just easy for him. So, because he was hitting some crazy, sh- like, some of the shots that Steph were taking were quote unquote bad shots, but he was just making them. So it's like, no is it really shot. a bad shot? Sorry. There's no bad shots for him, right? So it's it's similar. But that shot that Clay took at the end of the quarter when he just like ran to the three like, like, what yeah. are you doing, Clay? He didn't even set his feet. Clay's we're funny. Like, why do we have to do this all the time? Why? <laughs> I guess it's a part of the experience, and you just gotta hope sometimes. Like, all right, Clay, like you gonna take these shots. You better make them like <laughs> better make them or we're going to be in trouble. And yeah, it, it, it worked out. What was he? Five for 11. It's just kind of frustrating because it's like, damn, you were five for 11, Clay, but you probably could have been like nine for 11. If if six, if a few of those misses were actually better shots, set shots, you probably wouldn't have missed any threes. But Right. It, it is what it is. Um. Okay. Clay Thompson, though, he, for the most part, a little crazy too, but he had a good game. Thirty-three points for him, right, or something like that. I'm making that up. I think he had thirty-four. Thirty-four. Had thirty-two or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So big night for the Splash Bros. Um, it did seem a little bit like at the beginning of the game that they were intentionally trying to get like clay going and then once he did of course it was just like well i'm gonna just keep shooting you know we know Mm -hmm. how clay is but it seemed like there was like a little focus because i i mean i i do feel like the tl gets a little anxious like when when steph is not sure oh steph's one of those passive games and they start going crazy um Mm -hmm. and steph wasn't like really shooting a lot or whatever in the first but i sometimes feel like that's intentional like when he does that right like you know got Clay into a rhythm, got him going, and then he came in and did what he had to do. Yeah. I think they just made a concerted effort to get the offense flowing, and usually Clay is a beneficiary of that type of thought process. Like, whenever they just run a set and just run it all the way through, it usually finds its way to Clay's hands. And he ran the floor very well. And usually when he when he comes into the game with the mindset of just doing the little things and playing team basketball, he usually has a really good game. Like, he came out trying to guard Tatum up, um, did that well. He ran the floor in transition when they got um, fast break opportunities. He got a few cherry pick layups, not even cherry pick, but just like running the floor layups. And I heard he was most excited by the pin, the 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 block. Yeah, he said he hadn't had one of those in years. 
<laughs> Clay's a funny dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the whole passive step thing is usually you got to wait and see like just his movements are, is he sharp with his movements? Is he, is he just standing in the corner and not doing anything at all? That's where you kind of got to be like, all right, it might be one of those nights, but it's a big game. You know, he's going to show up for a big game. For sure. Um, Steph was just Steph. And um, the shot making last night was ridiculous. Um, you know, Bonte um, posed a great question because he said, how come Steph is like not even in people's top four right now, right? And for MVP. And like, honestly, if I was an MVP voter, Steph wouldn't be in my top four, but he would be someone like I'm watching and on my radar, right? Like based on like how I do MVP criteria, because I am someone where like your record matters. So, but like, we're not at a stage yet where like, it's it's still early enough in the season that like to me, like if you turn it around, then it's going to be, you know, okay. But I am someone where record matters. So I'm not a fan of these six seeds and, and people like, it's just never going to sit right with me. Um, but that being said, that's also why I have an issue with Luca constantly being in the conversation. So anyway, Bonte poses this question to the TL and everyone's response to him is like the Warriors look at their record, this, that, that, that. And my response and some others responses, then why the hell is Luca at the top of everyone's MVP ballot? Right. Mm-hmm. And aside from, to me, it just being a forced effort every year to want to make Luca MVP, crown him the face of the league, you know, all he's next and all this other stuff. Right. There's this thing with Luca where it's just like, well, but look at his teammates. Right. So even though the Warriors were struggling, right. Like I understand who his teammates are. Right. But like mm-hmm. this thing we always do with like, right. It's sort of like when you think about the Cavs. Right. And they said LeBron had no help, but like Kevin Love was on the team. Right. It's like, but look at what Kevin Love was giving him. Right. So are we going to look at production or are we going to look at the names of the people? Right. Like, because on one hand, y'all are criticizing Clay and saying he's not the same Clay, but now you're penalizing Steph, like saying he has too much help. Right. Like, so I don't get it. But Luca, because he doesn't have any big names next to him, then it's okay to put him in the MVP race. Yeah, or we, know, we know what it is at this point. Narratives, agendas, whatever you can put it all um, in that basket. I think, I think people are just for lack of a better term, horny to make Luca, to crown Luca, um, you know, the guy, you know, and he's obviously a great player and he's up there. Right. But there's no reason why, like you said, there's no reason why he should have a claim and Steph shouldn't. They're both similar in record right now, similar in production. Um, I think Steph is, you know, had a higher impact this season. I think yeah. Steph's been the best player in the league this season i think it's clear um so personally he would definitely be in my top three for mvp i don't think their record is that far behind for him for him to be completely excluded i want to say there's seven games behind the celtics which is that's a considerable gap but the celtics and the bucks and the teams at the top of the league um they aren't like crazy crazy far you know i think in the west the warriors are only Four and a half games out of first. I'd probably have Steph third. So maybe I was lying. I didn't think about it that much, but I'd probably have him third behind Tatum and Giannis right now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think I'm not one of these people moved by. I see some people with Jokic. Like Jokic is is a great player. I don't think he's having that kind of season. Um, to this point, um, I'm not moved by the Devin Booker stuff either. <laughs> Get the Suns out of here. Um, Zion is making a claim. He's Zion he's is interesting. Up. Yeah, Zion I, is climbing up. He, he's climbing up. He's a monster, and the the Pelicans are obviously doing very well. They got a loaded team, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I would probably throw Zion in there in the top five somewhere. I would throw Giannis and Tatum, probably a top three. Steph in there, and I guess I guess you can throw. I mean, Embiid maybe. Embiid and Jokic can fight for that last spot. But yeah, I think. So you wouldn't even have Luca in there in your top five at this point. Nah, yeah, but no. Like I can see why somebody would put him there. Where where is Dallas right now? They're tenth. They have their one game. They're half a game behind the Warriors. It's tough. This is where it gets tough. That's why, like MVP, I feel like you you gotta really look deep into it at like the forty game or like halfway through the season is when you really look at it and say, okay, whose record is where? Who's doing what? Because it's so jumbled up right now. It's hard to to say who should and shouldn't be, you know, first, second, third, whatever the case may be. See, my thing with Luca is that like, yes, like if you look at his numbers, they look good, but so efficiency wise, he's still not there with like, I mean, he's, you know, like he not free throws. His three is like, mm, okay, whatever. Right. He's, but from the field, he's shooting over 50%. Fine. Um, he has like counting stats, you know, high points, high rebounds, um, high assist, but there, it's also a function of the offense and like the way their offense runs, you know, like he has the ball most of the time, his usage is high. So it's like, I feel like if you take any of those guys and put them in those same circumstances, they're going to like tally a similar number of counting stats, you know, um, and may even do it more efficiently, to be honest. And so it's like he's very good, but I just feel like I don't know. It's it just feels so forced to me. I understand. I mean, we've we've seen over the years these guys do the whole like high usage thing and yield similar results. So you see with Harden and Russell Westbrook and guys like that. So I can understand why you're kind of like not as moved by it as other people. Uh, but I'm at the not, same time, like, it is. I just feel like he's white hardened, you know. I really do. He might be a little <laughs> bit better than him, but that's what I right. feel. And, um, you know, people will say, I, I don't know, you have a bias for, <laughs> you know, international players, you have a bias because he's white. It's none xenoph- of those things. Xenophobic, is that the term? Yeah, it, it's neither of those things. It's just that, like, I think, I think. I just 
still think he's being elevated too early. I think he's a great player. Um, I still think he's not there with the likes of Giannis and Steph, in my opinion. And I don't like that he's still being just catapulted into the categories with them. I don't I don't think he's as good as them. Not yet. Defense yeah. is a last too, by the way. Yeah, I would agree. I think Steph and Giannis are the two best players in the league. I think Steph has been the best player in the league so far this season. Uh Luca is somewhere in the top five, probably. Uh but like you said, I don't think he's quite at that level yet. And you got to you got to prove that in the playoffs if you are that that level of player. Um, obviously, MVP is announced and won before the playoffs even starts. But yeah, I think just the precedent that's been set over the years with the award, it, it has to be somewhat of a team thing. Like it has to be somewhat of like a a culmination of everything going right for you that season. Right, your team is doing very well, obviously because of you. You're having a great individual season. Um, you're you're playing well against the other MVP candidates and stuff like that, which he has. But uh, we got to see at the end of the season if he has that complete package put together. If not, he's not the MVP. If he does, sure, you can give it to him. That'd be great. Um, but, yeah, like I said, people just want him. They want to crown him so so early. And it rightfully so. Like, I don't think anybody or it's very it's a very short list of people who have been this good this early in their careers, especially when you consider his age. But just let him play his career out. You don't got to be so quick to be like, he's he's the best player in the league right now. Like, he's not- why are we thinking past the other guys who are still very great and performing great? Like, Steph is giving right. you great performances every night. Let's still appreciate that. That wasn't being done with LeBron. It wasn't like, who's next? It was like, oh, we got to stop and Marvel at LeBron. So fucking stop and marvel at Stephen Curry, bro. Yeah. Best People bring up Bron's age. People have been bringing up Bron's age for the last three seasons, four seasons, about how old he is and how good he still is. And Steph and don't even look dude, like he's close to slowing down. That's the shit. Yeah. And Steph is at this point, like, he's not LeBron, right? He's not 6'8", whatever, freak athlete. He's essentially above average athleticism relative to the freak athletes of the league. Um, you know, no relative to like an average person, but he's not athletic or compared to the freak athletes of the league. And he's 34 years old. This is his age 35 season. And he's the best player in the fucking league. Like <laughs> people don't like, I don't think we're under, we're given the appreciation or the recognition that it deserves for someone that's, that's doing this. Like the last person to really be doing this really other than Braun is Michael Jordan. Like it's, it's unprecedented stuff. Right. And even he's doing stuff that MJ and LeBron haven't been doing right at this age. So I think that's more impressive than somebody that's 22, 23 years old MVP candidate. Cause we've seen that time and time again, but we haven't seen 34 years old best player in the league playing at. With, yeah. Without, without crazy. Narrative. Cause people are like, Oh, what's the narrative and to me? That's it. That he's at this age. He's at this age, this this stature. He's not a seven-footer. He's not 6'8 that came into the league with a 50-inch vert and, oh, he's 10 years older, so his his vert went from 50 to 40. Like, (laughs) his vert is probably, like, 30-something, like, 30. Matching or potentially exceeding what he did in 2016. Right. To, To have arguably your best season of your entire career compared to a season where you won MVP unanimously, and you did it almost 10 years ago, that it doesn't make sense. So 
that's why it's like uh, it's kind of hard for me to not put him in the top two MVP, top three MVP right now. Uh, Look, ultimately, I think Steph will get there, and I, you know, coming into the season, I was like, he's needs third MVP. He should win third MVP. This is gonna be his MVP season. So you already know I was on that type of time, but. Right. Um, the, for me, the record has to get better, and I believe it will get better, but that's why I get so annoyed every time they go back to this 500 bullshit. I'm like, bro, come on. It's time like to claim your MVP, so I need you to like stop playing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it will be get, get there, and that's all due time. Um, but it does need to happen, and they kind of need to start to make like their way. You know, I'm really – I really I, – I really want them to have like a top three finish, you know, um, not four. I get that four would still get them um, home court. I get that. Um, but at least in one round, but I, I, I want them to, to, to finish top three. Maybe it won't matter. Cause it's going to, I guess maybe depend on like where the bracket ends up. So maybe that distinction right. Between three and four. But three is better, I think, just for, like, MVP case and purposes, right? It's, like, silly, right? But mm-hmm. it, it does for purposes of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right, y'all. So, I hope you enjoyed this um, conversation between me and Justin, as always. You know, you're tuned in to Golden Spaces. Uh, I hope you're downloading downloading it's important i want to re-emphasize that downloading also give us some reviews five stars only um we appreciate it we appreciate y'all share the podcast let people know and um also follow us on twitter and instagram at golden spaces pod until next time we'll be back after from walkie is that the game we're going to be back for justin yep. bucks Big game. All right. We'll be back, y'all. Take care. Till next time.